0: A radio show that confesses Christ.
1: Without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously.
2: Without taking ourselves so seriously.
1: You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
2: So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. and And now it says that He, this promised seed... Shall bruise you the servant on the head, so this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel.
0: What in the world? The Lord's Supper <laughs> is to help rediscover your innate goodness. Holy smokes! That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard.
2: Councilman Darren Latham, thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the sixth or the twelfth, it matters about as much as my collection of table talk radio points. Welcome to another broadcast of Table Talk Radio. You are sure to be sorry you tuned in for this one. Cause this is the broadcast where we bring to you the Youth Gathering Survival Kit by Table Talk oh, Radio. Oh, yeah. man. And, uh, this is no, no, uh, young person should go to a youth gathering without the Table Talk Radio Youth Gathering Survival Kit. And, uh, we're here to bring it to you today. I'm Evan Gigline and here with Pastor Brian Wolfmuller of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, how's right. it going today? Ah, fine, yeah. You sound tired.
0: A little bit, yes. You sound grumpy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm very grumpy. I listened to uh, about three hours' worth of youth gathering sermons last night, so I am very
0: grumpy. I don't know what's wrong with that. I mean, that should get you all pumped up. (laughs) <laughs> well, you have a mountaintop experience. That's what that's called. <laughs> that is gonna be my buzzword now. I'm changing my buzzword to mountain top experience. Okay, why don't you define it for us then? Um this is the mountaintop experience is the emotional ecstasy that you that you have after being at some sort of massive youth gathering. And normally it lasts for about thirty, forty five minutes after the thing's over, and then you just crash. So uh so, so am I experiencing uh, the crash right now? Yeah, that's right. Well, did you ever experience the mountaintop? No. You, you see, you don't even know. You don't know the depths of the crash. See. Being theologically yes. upset at something is not the same as the emotional cr- Now, uh, everyone out there who knows what I'm talking about, raise your hand. I'm going to count, because because this is one of the things that mysticism produces, is you have this experience of closeness with God, and then you go back to the humdrum of normal life where you're not... You know, 24 hours a day listening to some praise band or some guy pump you full of all this motivational speaking stuff. And you're like, boy, there's a video game and there's a, and there's a TV show and there's my little brother that I'm getting in fights with. And then you're like, ah, <laughs> holy smokes. And, and so this is the crash. So you have the mountaintop experience and then you have the valley. All right. I have a buzzword for you, too.
2: doesn't. Um, I, sh- I should have thought of a youth gathering uh, themed buzzword. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't. But uh, you have your option of, of having it in Latin or English.
0: I'll have it in English, please.
2: Okay, then it's the norming norm.
3: <laughs> Wasn't
0: he
2: on cheers?
3: <laughs> no, not that norm. Uh, this norm. is talking
2: about Holy Scripture, that, that Holy Scripture is our standard for doctrine. It is the uh, infallible, inspired word of God. And so it is what we look to for determining our theology and nothing else. Uh, anything else that we say or do uh, must be normed by the Scripture.
0: And so we do have the, we also have the like the Lutheran confessions, catechisms, and stuff, uh, and stuff like that. We call those the the also norms of doctrine, but they're the normed norms, and the, and the Scripture is the norming norm. Right. Yes. It does sound better in Latin, norma normans and norma normata. Yeah, you, I I was hoping you're going to go for Latin, but
2: you said English. Yeah. There you go. Okay, well, this is the lineup for today's Table Talk Radio, the Youth Gathering Survival Kit. Uh, We are starting off uh, playing, I guess not really playing, but going through the checklist authored by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller and amended by Evan Gigline, the Youth (laughs) Speaker Manipulation Checklist, uh, How to Tell If You're Being Emotionally Manipulated by a Youth Speaker. And this is available on our website for your own download and and printing, uh, tabletalkradio.org. Uh, we're gonna be going through that, and then how do you uh, find
0: it? You click on articles. I'm looking for it here, yeah, so the I can
2: articles tab, and the, I think it's this three or four down
0: there. How to tell if you're being emotion manipulated by a youth speaker? A checklist. This so this is what we commonly call, we casually refer to as the youth speaker cruncher. That's right, because
2: <laughs> uh, after that we're doing the praise song cruncher. Oh uh, yeah. this is where we analyze praise songs, uh, and we're gonna be uh, listening to youth speakers and analyzing praise songs that were there at the. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's National Youth Gathering in New Orleans, and then also ending up with which Ladder. But throughout this whole show, we're going to be playing law and gospel. That's going to be superseding. Uh, that's going to be the the norm for the
1: <laughs> for the, the norming norm
2: for the yeah, whole
0: right. shebang. <laughs> so, so now, just so you know, whenever you you pack up your you know your sleeping bag and your Bible and your Prayer journal or whatever to go to one of these youth conferences. You got to have these four games ready to play. That's right. Law and a gospel, do youth speaker manipulation cruncher, pray song cruncher, and witch ladder. Right.
2: Uh, I'm working uh, this next month. I have some some free time. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and prepare a table talk radio field guide, and then oh, nice. it w- would include all these games, and that you could just kind of tear them out and uh, and so uh, look for that in a, in a few months from now um but first pastor why don't you explain the rules to law and or gospel to kind of set the tone for the entire show
0: sure this is this is the most important piece of knowledge in the entire universe the distinction between law and gospel and and it and it's because when the lord speaks to us he speaks in these two words he speaks first with the law which is for example the ten commandments where he's telling us do this and don't do that he tells us what his perfect will is and how to be holy it's telling us what to do. It demands things of us, and because of our sin, it also kills us, puts us to death, etc. The gospel, on the other hand, is the second and chief word of God, and that is the promise of the forgiveness of sins. So while the, the, the law demands perfection, the gospel gives forgiveness. While the law coerces, the gospel uh, sets free. While the law kills, the gospel gives life. So the gospel, namely the promise of the forgiveness of all sins, uh, b- because of the death of Jesus on the cross for us, uh, is the word that we want to hear. Now, we have to divide those two up because if you mix up law and the gospel, uh, then what you have is galospel or, or, uh, how, what's the other way of saying it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> la <gospel-wawa? laughs> Something like this. You, when you, when you mix them up, it's like mixing, it's like mixing water and dirt and you no longer have water. Now you just have mud. It's like mix, mixing wine and poison and what you have is poison. If you mix the law and the gospel, you, you mix up our own works and our own efforts with the Lord's promise. And now we're doing something to be saved, and, and, and you've, lost, you've lost everything that Jesus wants to give in the cross. So this is supremely important that whenever we're listening to someone preaching, someone teaching, uh, we're listening to some youth speaker or, or some praise song, or even when we're just simply reading the scriptures, we want to be asking, is this law or is this gospel? We want to have that distinction clear in our minds. Right.
2: The next one is the speaker talks about the death of a loved one. Yep. Um, at, uh, next one, at least one story or illustration has inappropriate sexual sexuality or nudity, etc.
0: Now, have you noticed how these that fourth, fifth, and sixth are, are, are go with the commandments? You got the fourth ah. commandment, the fifth commandment, the sixth commandment. Is that what you were going for with these? Yeah, I, yeah. And then look at that, the next uh,
2: one. Oh, I changed the next one. <laughs>
0: you did. The, the, the seventh commandment, merchandise sales are part of oh. the presentation. Yeah, I didn't realize you were going off the
2: commandments on this. Well, this is yeah. what I wanted to put in its place because my, my thinking with this was they might be manipulating to buy set, uh, merchandise, but the, the, the uh, offer to, to or telling them to buy merchandise isn't in itself manipulation. But I, I, I added this because I think this is important, that the speaker tries to prove to you that he can relate to youth. And he does uh, this yes. by sh- by showing how he was really bad at one time, but you know now he's a good guy, or just kind of showing that he's hip with the times. He's cool. He says, you know, awesome a lot, like Pastor Wolf Mueller. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I I I think that needs to go in there. If it if it doesn't substitute it, then it should at least be in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's you're probably right that the speaker presents themselves as
2: relevant and cool. That's right. Let me hit the last three before we go to this break. The speaker cries. That's a sure sign that you're being emotionally manipulated. Yeah. Um, they have you, re- you. They have you repeat after them. Repeat after me. <laughs> and last but not least, on the checklist of how to tell you be, you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker, five minutes after the talk, and it's all over. You've forgotten the content, remembering only that you were
3: moved. <laughs> That's you're like listening. every episode of Table Talk Radio. <laughs>
2: you're listening to the Youth Gathering Survival Kit of Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
3: I'm good.
1: Table want Talk it. Radio Not even our listeners can cancel us
3: I don't want to grow up I'm a Toys Riscuit they got a million toys and toys They're I can play with I don't want to grow up I'm a toy just they got the best for so much less You really flip your lip i bike <laughs> Welcome
2: back to Table Talk Radio. We, You are listening to the Youth Gathering Survival Kit for uh, <laughs> Table Talk Radio for all of our, our Christian young people to go to uh, youth gatherings around the nation, and they should not go without to the Table Talk Radio Survival Kit. And uh, we're, we just got done talking about this checklist of how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker. And uh, the, the uh, youth speaker we are analyzing spoke uh, at the National Youth Gathering for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and it is Reverend Ryan Peterson, and he was speaking on uh, the uh, uh, the story about the woman at the well. And this is how he how he begins his talk. Can you tell me, Pastor, if there are any uh, checklists going on here?
4: Oh man, I'm not gonna lie. I had a hard time getting up this morning. Um, first day <laughs> I was super excited. Woke up, no alarm clock. Second day, super excited. Woke up, no alarm clock. Today, I was like, snooze. Snooze, snooze, I'm going to be late to my Bible study. Uh, I'm glad you're here. This is awesome.
2: All right, that's, that's just the first first part. Um, but I think we're at least, for the first checklist, at least setting up number one, um, that he at least, those. I mean, those are the first words out of his mouth for this.
3: Yeah, and it's crazy.
2: Static frenzy. And uh, I think that we're bordering, uh, if not uh, getting uh, the one about uh you know
0: showing that you can relate to the right to the right your new one here yeah. I'm cool like you I'm tired and I don't like to get up early in the morning <laughs> that's right
2: <laughs> all right you know and I'm sorry I, I think I misspoke this is not uh, this is not Ryan Peterson that's that's later this is Reverend Daniel Weber so uh, please accept my apology this is Reverend Daniel Weber uh, credit where credit is due uh, begin with the static frenzy um, but here uh, I that's not it we we, we move on.
4: So here's what I want to do. If you got to listen to those people playing drums, that little drum circle on the plastic little bins, if you got to not just hear it in the background, but if you went over and listened, will you stand up? You know what I'm talking about? Those of you who stand up will know. Yeah, that was cool. Did anybody actually get to do it? Yeah. Woohoo! Okay, you guys sit down. That was awesome. Now, <laughs> did any of you not just hear in the background, but actually give some attention to and listen, uh, to the rock band? Not the bands, but like Guitar Hero Rock Band? Did anybody by the cafeteria spend some time at Rock Band? Some of those kids were amazing. <laughs> cool. Way to go. Sit down, sit down. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. What
2: do you think? I- I- Hello. Hello. Busy playing rock band here. Oh, okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, do, do you think that hits any checklists here? It's getting close to this. Uh, oh yeah, incessantly quotes from pop culture. <laughs> yeah, there
0: it <laughs> is. Yeah, there it is.
2: All right, so that's at least half of one for sure, and then yep, got number that one. two. Um, I also think that's a, my new number seven, also. But
0: yeah, yeah, got to be cool, relevant. Yeah, I got to be relevant and cool. I like that one. I like your addition.
2: <laughs> okay, good. All right, now uh, I think we're gonna get a little bit more meat here. This this clip's a, a little bit longer.
4: What is? the national youth gatherings sound like it for me it sounds like cars honking because kids are jaywalking <laughs> it, oh, it sounds like random strangers yelling at each other hey where are you from and it sounds like uh high fives all over the place yeah yeah high five i like the fist pump, it, it sounds like I people like saying uh, kiss me i'm lutheran uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. What, is, what is sexuality like there? And, and so Check you that. have the New Orleans soundtrack, but now, I don't want to pop your bubble, but one of these days you're going to have to go home. Oh, that's this the is a mountain top experience. <laughs> yeah. you
0: gotta but leave the but there's a bed at home,
4: and it's your own, and that's cool. So you're going to have to go home. So I want you to think, just to kind of prepare yourself, what is home going to sound like? When you think of home, what do you hear? When I think of my different homes... When I moved to Virginia, like I mentioned yesterday, Go,
3: Virginia's Virginia is for yeah. lovers,
4: by the way. Oh, yeah. right, hey, there's another one. So when I moved to Virginia, yeah, I worked at a grocery sexuality. store. You crops for you guys. Uh, I worked at a grocery store. And so when I think of Virginia, I hear beep, 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 beep,
2: beep, beep. beep. All right. So this sermon is about listening uh, hearing. Uh, and so here we have a couple you know, what what sound what's the sound of the youth gathering people saying kiss me i'm lutheran well, of course that's the sound of a youth gathering
0: <laughs> what else would you say if someone if anyone says i'm lutheran and then is using that as some sort of romantic innuendo then just run for it you know <laughs> yeah
2: because by nature I don't think Lutheranism is very romantic at all. I mean,
0: well, there you go. <laughs> I it's opposite of romanticism. <laughs> and this is the, you know, I mean, if you guys have on the dorm there at the seminary, then you can correct me or not, but I don't know how many of you guys have walk around, you single guys at the seminary, you know, kiss me, I'm seminarian. <laughs>
2: Maybe well, some guys tried it and saw maybe how it th- failed.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, we, so we you heard have that <laughs> we
2: heard that from the class of two thousand and six. Five, I was
0: oh, five. Five, yeah, 2005. So, so you have okay, Teenage Rebellion. <laughs> uh inappropriate sexuality a couple times there. Um so there you go. Okay. Yep. Um
2: I wonder well, this this will come in later if it doesn't come in now. Uh but uh this this illicit uh Needing praise or response from the from the crowd, I think is, is there's something to be said there. You're constantly needing adoration from the from from the people. Uh, I think maybe.
3: Slip that's in, that's slip part
0: in. of the I'm cool and relevant sort of thing. This yeah, is one of the true. other dangers of youth ministry: is that um, you know you weren't popular in high school, so now you can be popular <laughs> with the high schoolers. I'm serious. Okay. No offense to all of you youth ministers
4: out there,
0: but. Just check your motives.
2: <laughs> All right, well, here's cut four.
4: And God, in His divine wisdom, He looks down on this strange, broken scene. He looks down on this broken world that that, that has hurting people, hurting other hurting people. And, and he, she, God looks down and He sees this woman in isolation, and He sees this village of people who are thirsting for God's word. And God, in His wisdom speaks into that situation. And so I, I imagine that angels, and archangels, and all the company of heaven are looking down on this scene. Looking down from heaven on the scene of the city and the woman. And God with His angels and archangels, and like I said, all the company of heaven are singing something like this great yet what is he singing that still yes.
0: city what song is he singing I can hardly hear I think it's when he made up. oh is he making it up as he sings it <laughs> I think this counts as ending in an intimate whisper by the way
4: Oh, he's getting louder and louder. His his song
0: began in an intimate whisper and is going to grow ecstatic. This is going the wrong way, the doesn't city. he know? <laughs> we got to send this checklist to me. these guys before they go up.
4: Great oh, he just asked the crowd to participate. Oh, sing with me. To come. Great What's up? Repeat city. after me. Hey, hey. Sing softly. Oh, (laughs) man.
0: Dear Table Talk Radio listener, (laughs) listen softly.
4: (laughs) Sing loud with me. Oh, sing loud. (laughs) (laughs) This is the repeat (laughs) after them check. How many do we have left to check on this thing? He's
0: just about done. done I think this is background music for prayers. I mean, it's the same effect. Well, maybe he's gonna st- have God everyone looked else down, keep down in his
4: wisdom, and he saw this woman, and he's gonna st- oh, of no, he all didn't people, and he said, "Greater things have yet to be done."
2: Okay, so I think that it qualifies for music in the background of prayers, uh, because I mean it's the same effect of having music—you know, you're singing along, and, yeah. and then having repeat after me. So so far, we have number one checked, number two quotes, especially from pop culture, three background music for prayers. Six, at least one story illustration with inappropriate sexuality.
0: Yeah, well, we did have an encouragement of teenage rebellion poking at the establishment. We had the jaywalking mentioned. We got that one. That'll be
2: be more evident later.
0: Okay. Number seven, the uh, I
2: have to show you that I'm cool syndrome. Uh, Number nine, uh, have you repeat after them. So, so far, we're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven checks into it. Uh, We're going to see what checks... Uh, Reverend Daniel Weber gets uh, from the National Youth Gathering of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod in New Orleans this year, the 2010 conference after this commercial break. I do want to tell you, you can sign up for Table Talk text message alerts. Just text message the word Table Talk uh, to the number 69302. That's 69302, the keyword Table Talk, all together with no spaces, and then you'll be signed up for uh for t- uh text message alerts. Um I think next time we we record we're going to do a little LPG where we send you the question on the on the phone and then you're going to have to answer uh answer with your cell phone so the uh prizes while might be, we're
0: recording? Yeah, how
2: about that, huh?
0: Live uh, you're always trying to do stuff live. <laughs> and you're always not. I I'm, I'm concerned about this. Uh this I'm going to check this off for you Evan. This is incessant uh trying to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, because we have text messaging. They they had that by the way at, at the youth gathering. You could uh, text message your prayer request to someone, and they'll and they'll pray for it somewhere with their cell phone. Wow. Um, so that it, I I think I do deserve that uh, that check. So. There's an app for that. <laughs> have a prayer request? There's an app for that. An- <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back, continuing uh, the checklist of how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker. Uh, give us a call on our voicemail system, 866-851-5523, and you can give us your response to this show, good or bad. We want to hear from you. 866-851-5523. More from Pastor Daniel Weber right after this break on Table Talk Radio.
3: I wonder how to tell if you're
2: being
0: emotionally manipulated by a radio show.
1: Table Talk Radio. (laughs) No, that's just silly.
2: That is Love Is Here by 10th Avenue North. That is the praise song we're going to be crunching just after this when we finish the uh, emotional emit manipulation by you speaker checklist. So welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, we have two clips left from Pastor Daniel well, Weber.
0: I've already forgot what the content was of this whole thing. So. Oh, so that's a number. I'm ready to check number
2: 10. Number 10 is checked then. I remember only no. that
0: I've been moved, but no. not really that moved, but... <laughs> I'm not the most movable of moving move, <laughs> movers. That's what the basketball coach said. All right. Um,
2: <laughs> tell us, Pastor, if uh, so far we're hearing
0: law and or gospel. I, I really can't remember. What is he talking about? <laughs> the angels look down as Jesus looks into this city with hurting people, hurting, hurting people, and then they <laughs> sing, there's more to be done in the city.
2: Yes. What
3: is that about? Yes. I don't even, I don't now,
2: understand. The the first the first criticism we're going to get for this is that we took all the clips out of context. And yes, I did, because it's a 50-minute sermon, and we it's a 48-minute radio show. So <laughs> uh, I will, to, to appease all of our critics, I will uh, place uh, the URL on the comments underneath the show for show 110, so you can listen to the sermon in its entirety. Um, but we are just looking for examples for the checklist. So... Uh, having said that, let's hit the next clip.
4: Um, and I don't want to, you know, pop any bubbles, but I'm a sinner. I sin in thought, word, and deed by my fault, my own fault, my own most grievous fault. And, and so I'm a sinner. And so Kumi says to me, Danny, you, you're a pastor, and you know, I, I didn't do like super crazy stuff as a kid, but maybe just one quick example. How many of you had to go to confirmation? Yeah.
1: Um, Here we go. How many of
4: you? Okay, put your hands down. How many of you like fell asleep during confirmation? Okay, put your hands down. How many of you like talks during confirmation? Like not, not what you're supposed to Okay, put your hands down. How many of you like uh, never did your memory work for confirmation? <sighs> okay, put your hands down. By the way, go ahead and memorize the catechism. It's actually pretty cool. I learned this like five or ten years after confirmation. I was like, there's good stuff in that blue book. Well, now it's red, but whatever. Um, I only know eight colors, like I was telling you it 's red I, I, so anyway, um, how many of you like just doodled during confirmation didn 't learn anything i 'm doodling listening okay. to this thing, by how the way. many of you maybe like skipped a few weeks okay what how is many this? of you like made faces at the silly pastor when his back was turned? Okay, put your hands down
0: he caught me I was making
4: a Pastors, face you're at this supposed to thing. close your eyes for that this is under the seal um no. How many of you got in a fist fight at Confirmation?
0: All right, so that's a... This would be subtle encouragement of teenage rebellion while at the same time showing your own coolness.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. So um, that one's firmly checked, and we have one more clip uh, for the checklist.
4: And it all goes back to this, Jesus listens. Jesus listens. Anybody do that text message prayer thing last night? No, oh, there you go. I did. relevant. There are, there are certain things that are hard to talk about, you know, even with people you trust. Because, I mean, you guys know this as well as I do. Who can you trust, you know? Especially some of you, you know, under 20. It's a scary world out there, and, and who, who are your real friends? Who can you count on the mom and dad you have today? Are they going to be the same mom and dad you have in a year? How many of, of you have more than one dad?
3: Oh How many I see you have what more you're than saying. one
4: mom. My parents got divorced. I know what that's like. And, and so it's hard to talk honestly and vulnerably, because are they really going to be there? Are, are they really going to hear me? Do they, are they just going to judge me and ground me and punish me? Friends, Jesus listens. He listens to every hurt. He he listens to every pain. He listens to to every uh, prayer that you don't even have words for. You're just groaning to God because this world is broken and you hate it and you wish it would change. God listens.
2: All right. Uh, I mark that as another subtle encouragement of teenage rebellion. You can't trust. Plus, your you also
0: right. Plus, you also have the intimate whisper. Plus, he got awfully c- close, I think, to shedding a tear. A little crack <laughs> in his voice. Are you gonna mark number eight? Well, it wasn't a full-on
2: cry, was it? But it was close. I well, mean, it that, was uh... that check mark makes a difference between the bot the bottom scale and the second-to-bottom scale.
0: Oh, really? All right. I, I mean, I'm gonna put a half check on
2: it. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, does eight? Where does eight and a half go? Okay. So this is uh eight and a half total checks for this person. And the eight scale says it's a good thing you had this checklist. And the nine scale says you've just been on an emotional roller coaster.
0: So what? The, what, what did he leave out? He didn't speak about the death of a loved one and um and then the crying one that's the only other and the and the crying one so that's yeah. not that's uh yeah eight and a half yep
2: so yeah now I have I have one more quote that might put uh I think I think this this clip uh reveals this pastor's theology which might explain why he approaches a sermon in this way you ready for it
4: ready um my youth group was little we uh on a on a good week we had like, eight people. Um, the church I belong to was an old person church. Sorry, old people. <laughs> Yay for old people churches. Yeah, I don't know. So the the, the, the church I belonged to was an old person church and it it wasn't a church where I ever wanted to invite my friends because it was boring. So pastors don't make it boring. Um, so my church wasn't a place where I would ever want to bring somebody, because why would I make them come to this? Uh, it, it was a boring church. It was an old person church. It was a dying church. I was a Ugh. member of this church my entire life, and every single year there were fewer and fewer and fewer and grayer and grayer and grayer and getting shorter and shorter and shorter people in the pews, and, and there were less and less babies crying. And less and less kids for the children's message. You, you, you got a finger on the pulse of my church. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe you've been at a church like this where everything is going south. Everything says close the doors. Everything says what's the point?
2: The point is the forgiveness of sins. The, I mean, I, I wonder if the gospel was preached in that gray old church. I wonder if the sacraments were rightly administered. Because if it was, that's the point. I wonder if those gray old people needed the forgiveness of sins. Jeez,
0: you've been emotionally manipulated. What's the
2: point? (laughs) Now you're angry. What's the point of What's the point of talking to 25,000 young people without confessing Christ? That what's the point
0: of that? Yes, at least it wasn't boring. (laughs) Although I do have to say that I wasn't exactly enraptured by this whole deal. (laughs) Oh my! I don't know if Table Talk Radio will be invited to do a a presentation at the next youth gathering. No, I
2: think when you set up a table, though and we'll talk there and hand out yeah we'll talk there and hand out checklists
0: yeah that's what we should do we should bring we should uh, we should offer to supply we we could print it with some camouflage cover or something you know make it cool and relevant
2: we'll do it well we're gonna do it three years from now sweet all right well we need to get going awesome doing some uh praise song crunching cool uh this this is a song (laughs) awesome sweet this is a song that was at the National Youth Gathering uh, during. This is a uh, a communion communion hymn. Oh, God! Um, so, this this is the song. Do you have the lyrics for it? Um, I'm looking for them. I'll, right. f-
0: I'll pull f- them up here. All right. Come to the
3: water, you who thirst, and you'll thirst no more. Yeah, come to the Father. <laughs> and you who work, no more, no more work. And all you who labor in vain, labor in to the broken and shame. broken and Your Love is, here. Your love is here.
1: Love is me
2: All right. Uh, we have about uh, two minutes before this break, so what? let's start the crunching. How can we crunch a song in two minutes? No, we can, we can do it in the final segment. We might have to do some, okay. some Table Talk Radio extra innings today. I'm feeling yeah. it coming on. We've got which ladder to do still, too.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
2: this is hard work, this youth ministry stuff. It is. Okay, yeah. the first question is, is Jesus mentioned? Yes, known if yes in name or concept?
0: Yes by concept, huh? So you got brow... Love is flowing from his brow, so you you must assume that this is Jesus and his brow with thorns, for example. Uh, or um, he, he is the Lord. He is the Lord. He, by his stripes he paid our ransom. From his wounds we drink salvation. That comes later. So that's uh, Isaiah fifty three. So yes, Jesus is mentioned here by inference. Okay, by concept. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's pause
2: here and we're gonna come Oof. back. And uh, continue the uh, praise song, Cruncher. We're crunching the song. I never even said this. Uh, Crunching the song, 10th Avenue North, Love is Here. Uh, That's the song for the praise song, Cruncher, as sung at the National Youth Gathering of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And we'll be right back continuing this, Cruncher. Uh, During this break, go to tabletalkradio.org and print these off. Print off the praise song, Cruncher. You can follow along with us. It's a five-question diagnostic to find out whether uh, these praise songs are useful for worship. You can also find our checklist of how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a you speaker. That's tabletalkradio.org. More crunching right after this. Don't go away.
0: I can feel it, Evan. I can feel it.
3: <laughs> In my bones,
0: like.
1: part-time hosts, full-time nonsense. You're <laughs> listening to Table Talk Radio.
3: There's a lady who's short.
0: All that glitters is gold And she's
3: buying
0: the stairway To When she gets there, she knows We're settling everybody down
2: Yeah, I've fallen asleep here I, I, You know,
0: I, I just started something else A youth minister speaker bingo card During the break it, The first column, instead of being B, is uh, boredom <laughs> The second one is irreverence, <laughs> I-N-G-O. Uh, 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 what would another one be? Uh, cool, so you got to have cool hip.
3: Uh. This, will, right.
0: this, this will also be part of our youth ministry survival kit here.
2: Yeah, that's important. All right, welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to do uh, which Ladder after we get done crunching this praise song, Love Is Here by 10th Avenue North. And uh, we are on question number two. That is, is the song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object, or sentence fragments?
0: Ah, yes. This is. I mean, this is a. This is a song given over to abstraction. So, uh, love is here. Love is now. What What does that mean? Love is now. Does that make sense to you? Mm, no love is here as opposed to down the street you know <laughs> um i mean there's some some words here that are concrete and saying things like from his wounds we drink sal- salvation i think that's kind of nice although perhaps it's not true i mean but poetically all right <laughs> um but it no this is using sentence fragments uh and images and things like this a classic kind of use of that so this would go what what is sentence sign- sentence fragments like ten or one I, I, I um a sentence fragment is one obscure so this would be th- I'm gonna put this one at three may I kind of lean maybe a little more generous but ah, three
2: is good for this okay three it is <laughs> the next one is mysticism this is subjectivity it's so funny over there you deciding between three or four uh, subjectivity versus objectivity. Is the song about the things that God has done, the objective, or is it about my own emotions and experiences? Uh, And also into this is the repetition of a song. Does it repeat itself over and over? So, uh, what is it? Is this a mystic
0: song? Yes, it is a mystic song. Uh, Although it's it's not as bad as some. I mean, it could certainly be worse, but it's very repetitive, of course. Uh, Come to the waters, you who thirst, you'll thirst no more. I mean, that's scriptural language, but it's all, I mean, mysticism picks up on this idea of thirst. And, I mean, the... Um, come to the Father, you who work, and you'll work no more. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I mean, I know what it's and all who you all you who labor in vain what is that from labor in vain um what uh um where is that from i can't i it's a It's gotta be in the Bible somewhere. Labor in vain. Now let's look it up. But, but yeah, very, I mean, it has very repetitive uh, sort of sense. Now, look, uh, captives bound and brokenhearted. He is the Lord. He, he is the Lord. By his stripes, he's paid our ransom. That's what the Lord has done. So that's objective. Streams of mercy flowing from his side. Love is here. So this is kind of a mix of the two. It's not an ideal mix either, but it is a mix of the two. So I gotta put it right in the middle at a five. Is it
2: uh, is it using the verse uh, all those who are uh, heavy laden? Yeah, I think, I think
0: so. Maybe that's what it's getting at.
2: Yeah. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Right, right, right. I think that's what it's getting at. Okay, so a five, a five I on the mysticism. So. Okay, now law and gospel. Uh, does this song proclaim the law and its sternness, and the gospel and its sweetness, or does it uh, confuse them and mix them up? Um, so is it we have it properly divided here? Yes,
0: no, or I can't tell. Here, here, by the way, I found it. Here is Psalm one twenty-seven. Unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor in vain. Ah, Um, But that's see that doesn't really make sense with the the way the song is using it. Um, I I mean, so it's kind of that's what I think got me goofed up. But okay, so now we're doing long gospel. Uh, You you who thirst, you'll thirst no more. You who work, you'll work no more. So that would be like the end of the law, entering into Sabbath rest. All you who labor in vain and to the broken and the shamed. So that would be law. Love is here. Love is now. Love is pouring from his hands, from his brow. So that binds up love with the death of Jesus on the cross. Love is near. It satisfies streams of mercy flowing from his side so that we find if I mean, this is talking about the cross and the death of Jesus. We find the mercy of God in his death. Come to the treasure, you who search and you'll search no more. Uh, come now. The, here's a strange line. Oh yeah, this is the mi- great mystic line. Come to the lover, you who want, and you'll want no more. No. Oh, that's a weird one, huh? Do you see? I'm do you see lover, that? Line?
2: You who want, and you'll want no more. Yeah, yeah. No. So he said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, do you see that line? No that's a weird no. one. I, I, so, <laughs> so that Jesus is the great lover of your soul. This is another theme of mysticism, by the way. I mean, you go back in there, and it's this kind of. I mean, uh, plug your kid's ears for thirty seconds. It's this—it's like divine erotica. It's—I mean, this, that there's this com- there's this common thing with mysticism and sexuality. So God is the divine lover. It's strange, but it's there. Come to the—that's uh, what it says. This is what your kids were singing at the youth ministry thing. Um, so it tries to divide law and gospel, but it gets really kind of lost in this mysticism. So uh, I'm gonna say. I'm going to leave this one unanswered because you can see them starting or maybe accidentally doing um, law and gospel, but it still gets lost in this mysticism stuff. So, hmm. All right. What do you think about that? Do you agree? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out this line. (laughs) You'll want no (laughs) more. Come to the lover and you'll (laughs) want no more. No.
2: All right, whatever. Uh number 5 whatever I think this <laughs> That's one?
0: also showing your relevance. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Table talk radio manipulation. <laughs> I I find it
2: interesting that number 5 is almost always answered by number 4. There's something to that. But
0: there number is 5, is, is
2: there any explicit false teaching?
0: Uh well, maybe there could be this decisionism, you know, every time you have this come, you know, come to the waters, yeah, yeah. come to the father, mm-hmm. come to the treasure, come to the lover. Um. Yeah. So it's uh, we we. You know, it's our efforts. that See, I mean, this is the theme then of all this praise, song nonsense. Is you're now, co- you're now coming into the presence of the divine power outlet, and you're plugging yourself in. You know, you gotta come and plug yourself in. You're thirsty, so plug yourself into the water tank. You know, you're weary, so plug yourself into the power source. You're uh lonely so plug yourself into the divine lover you know you're you're poor so plug yourself into the divine. it's just this common plug yourself in sort of thing and it's uh so that's right there which is false it's false teaching you t- just don't teach that sort of nonsense i mean jesus comes to us and he says here here's my body and blood eat it drink it your sins are forgiven <sighs> <laughs>
2: Well, uh, <laughs> so w- would you uh, have this song in your in your youth gathering?
0: <laughs> you no. Know? Uh, uh, I would. I would have this song in my youth gathering if my youth gathering kids were playing. Praise song cruncher.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Would you have this song in
2: your car for entertainment? No. No. All right. No. So this is crunched. If you have a complaint about the national youth gathering, I suggest you write uh, anyone who is on the national missions board for the Lutheran Church <laughs> Missouri Synod uh one of, is, <laughs> <laughs> no. one of which is your local bureaucrat one of which is uh, pastor brian wolfmuller of hope lutheran church in <laughs> i have not yet been installed so you'll hold off the mail so he gets installed are you are you gonna be in st louis for the installation is that how it works i don't
3: know i don't know no, it's totally nobody's, nobody's yeah.
2: called you <laughs> You're, you've been elected, but no one's really gonna tell you where to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You missed this is insulation. like the what
3: re- This is
0: like the reform doctrine. I mean, you can be elected, but not called. You know. Oh man! Apparently, I was predestined, but it never has manifested. So. Oh.
2: That's gonna be a classic. <laughs> oh, you, I guess you couldn't be on the board because no one called yeah, you. You were <laughs> <you> there. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, that's
2: brother. pretty good. Okay, so this song, uh, 10th Avenue North, <laughs> Love Is Here, is
0: uh, entirely crunched. This uh, this song, by the way, has potential. I mean, if someone who uh, knew their stuff could come in there and clean this up a little bit, you could do it. I mean, there's some very there's some phrases in here and some things that could be really good, but it needs some work. Uh, so I think it's on the edge of being good, but still, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make the cut. It doesn't make the Table Talk Radio cut. Of course, we are a bunch of meanie pantses around here, <laughs> and so you would know it wouldn't make the cut. Although there have been songs that passed the Praise Song Cruncher. And when I say songs, I mean two songs.
2: <laughs> by, the, by the same writer. By the same guy. <laughs> and I, I, they sing, I, I, credit where credit is due, the National Youth Gathering did sing one of those songs that passed. They sang How Deep the Fathers Love. Uh, also during the communion uh, time. So.
0: Yeah, that's a nice song. I like that song. That's right. So maybe someone on the planning committee listens to Table Talk Radio. I'm sure they do.
2: Oh yeah, that that that's how
0: it got in there. <laughs> they t- they treat Table Talk Radio as their Norma Normans
2: or whatever. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. What was my <laughs> buzzword?
0: Mountaintop mountaintop
2: experience. (laughs) Hey, we have uh, extra innings, though. Maybe we can get it in. Uh, Do you want to do some some, uh, Witch Ladder? Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So if you're listening to this program on the radio, go to our website, tabletalkradio.org, and look for show 110, and uh, you can listen to us play uh, Witch Ladder with another one of these speakers at the National Youth Gathering of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So again, tabletalkradio.org, show number 110. And thank you for listening to this edition, the Table Talk Radio Survival Kit, here on Table Talk Radio.
0: Where the points are like bringing your Book of Concord to the youth gathering.
1: You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to Extra Innings of Table Talk Radio uh going to play which ladder and this is yeah. <laughs> you're
0: going to be sorry you stayed stayed with us i did this you know these uh you know do you think we're being unfair for these guys i mean goodness sakes when when a poor guy well maybe i shouldn't say this oh we're at extra innings it'll be all right is it? When a poor guy you know his whole life just wanted to be liked by all the good people in the youth group and now he's got a chance to go up and speak to 25 million youth or whatever you know you kind of want to cut them a little bit of a break uh,
2: uh i i, I kind of think that because they're speaking to twenty five thousand of our youth that they should talk about christ <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good thing to
0: you are so demanding
2: <laughs> it'd be good to talk about the forgiveness of sins won for us by christ's death on the cross that'd be nice oh
0: brother listen to you seminary talk
2: okay well let's play <laughs> let's play witch ladder uh explain how this works pastor wolfman
0: oh yes this is a marvelous kind of game here to play witch ladder the way it works is this comes from this uh fantastically marvelous wonderful book called the quest for holiness this guy Adolf caberly wrote this book and he says that man's man-made religions uh follow a a pattern and there's three different patterns that man follows they they are all the pattern of ascent so we had we last segment you know climbing the stairway to heaven you're going to climb the stairway to heaven but you have three different ladders uh, to, to climb up there you have the ladder of the will the ladder of effort the ladder of good works that's the ladder called moralism you have the ladder of the emotions that's the heart or uh or the kidneys, depending on which uh, ancient source <laughs> uses. Uh, that's and that's the that's mysticism, which we are on the prowl for here at Table Talk Radio. You have that? Do we have that shirt? I don't want to be a gnostic. We should yes. have another shirt that says, "I don't want to be a mystic." It just so happens, by the way, though, that mysticism and gnosticism are the same thing. Mm, maybe so. If you don't want to be one, yeah, I don't want to be a gnostic slash mystic. <laughs> uh, non mystic. That probably means something else. And then the third ladder is the ladder of the mind, the ladder of understanding, of insight. That's the ladder uh, that we call rationalism. Now, the best false religions are some sort of mixture of the three. But all false religions are encouraging us to climb a particular ladder to have an experience of God or to reach God's presence or to reach some sort of nirvana or something like this. So... When we, listen, when we play which ladder, what we're doing is we're listening to various quotations and we're asking ourselves, what ladder is this particular yahoo telling me that I should climb to reach uh, uh, the presence of God? And the point of all of this, of course, is that is that Christianity is not about climbing ladders at all. It's about Christ coming down to us uh, to, to serve us and to, attend and to, to us with his blood and his forgiveness. Right. And uh we're going to be
2: playing this game which ladder with a sermon uh by uh this is Ryan Peterson who I mistakenly referred to earlier. But this this one is Ryan Peterson from National Youth Gathering uh in New Orleans. And uh I I should probably just kind of set up the sermon a little bit. I, I should have done this last time, but the ser- he's preaching on the text uh from John Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh what, is playing Bible be now yeah yeah what, what what chapter is the the blind man who is who's is healed and and goes to the temple John chapter nine right nine yeah it's john nine and uh so the theme is that you know Jesus does this great thing for him, and now he goes out and tells other people about his experience with Jesus
5: it's always about that too
0: isn't it it's <laughs> always about uh yeah. it it, it I, it always ends with now. You got to go. Be- better go tell people about it now. Jesus, on the other hand, is always telling people not to go tell telling. <laughs> I
3: know it. <laughs> um,
0: and or
2: you know, it talks about them going home and and you know going back to uh, their work or going home. You know, and so they're they're going back into their vocations. They're going back to to the places where God has placed them already.
0: Right, right, right. So yeah, you, you know, you have these two miracles. One is the guy gets healed, and then the other is that the guy then goes back to work. You know, and. <laughs> Oh wow. Well. I know it. All right, well
2: here's the first clip by Pastor Ryan Peterson at the National Youth Gathering.
3: You've
5: just been going through life. Just kind of living it. One of the things I want to encourage you to do and whether you do this through a journal or through writing a, journal. a beautiful story, remember song, I said journal like I do you, with you remember what I said journal? Or whether it's a poem, you didn't even catch it. Or whether it I you I just it. kind of keep it all up here, whatever you do. I want you to think about your story. Because I've got to be honest with you. For a long time, I thought my story was boring. <laughs> Nothing exciting. I mean, grew up, raised in a Christian home, went to a Lutheran school, went to a Christian high school, Christian university, went on to seminary, started working at a church, just kind of doing my thing, right? I <laughs> thought it was my story. And I didn't think my story was very good. I mean, I've heard some good stories. And this week, you've heard some incredible stories of people who have had incredible experiences in their life. But the more I reflected on my story, the more I realized that my story is part of a much bigger story. And how can God's story be boring? I mean, really. If you believe that your story is really a part of God's story and that you are a character in God's story, you're not the character, but God, for whatever reason, has involved you in his story, then I can guarantee you that your story matters. I
2: feel so bad for these, these pastors who have to do, administer word and sacrament, and it's so boor- such boring work. Of forgiving thing. sins. It's, just it's just so terrible. It thing. <laughs> I feel so bad for these guys.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's
1: boring. Good thing
0: they get to come to the youth ministry. You I know that's
2: that's a good thing. I mean, it's, it's so boring just sitting around and announcing the forgiveness of sins, ministering to the sick and affirm. How terrible! Putting the very
0: body and blood of Jesus in people's mouths. Oh, that's boring. They need they boring. need a new story. They need this the story, of Jesus.
2: Whoa, what was that? Good night. All right, uh, so what do you think? Is I mean, may, maybe or maybe not. I mean, I'll mean, i give it to you uh, for your honest critique. Do you think there's any ladder climbing going on?
0: Well, what? Um, well, let's try to figure out exactly what he's saying, or maybe not exactly. Let's just try to have some idea of something that he's saying. What's the point of this whole thing yeah. is you might have a boring life, but you can realize that, it, well, if you realize that you're part of – god's story then your story becomes less boring is that the point yep
2: i think so i think that the problem in this whole thing is you have a boring story
0: see look you know normally these ladders (laughs) this is really something (laughs) normally the point of these ladders is to reach the experience of god you know i mean for goodness sakes the mystic is not but but here the, the the point of the whole thing is to just not be bored (laughs) it's like it's not like a real like you know i mean you look at these real religions you got man this impressive ladder i mean it's five miles high climbing all the way to heaven and this guy's just it's kind of like a step ladder (laughs) you know just to reach the top shelf (laughs) yeah
2: but see boring is a buzzword for for lutherans at a youth gathering because they know that oh man a, a boring old church where there's gray hairs and, and so the youth are going to come, and, and to, the way to get them on their mountaintop experience is to bash boring and, and how exciting it is to be here. Uh, yes, that's right. That was your buzzword,
0: by the way. Yep. How many points? I'm going to give you 200, but because we're in extra innings, I'm cutting it in half. <sighs> so 100.
2: That's terrible. I didn't even know that rule. All right. Um, I just made it up. So you think uh, not really any uh, –
3: I mean, I.
2: what do you think about this? It's
3: a uh, – it's crazy
2: it's well i have a personal opinion that all this talk about stories and and uh and uniting narratives with one another is straight out of postmodernism, which by yeah. its essence is a mystical ladder but that's just what i think.
0: well yeah i mean you're right i mean this you got a story, and you become part of the divine story. This is—I mean—it is what's called narrative theology, right? It's post-liberalism, Yale School, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not done real well. I mean, <laughs> leave it to the Lutherans not, not to get it right. <laughs> I, mean, you kind of, I mean, sometimes you feel sorry for the youth, uh, for the Lutheran youth speaker, because there's <laughs> something about being Lutheran that it is just like it makes you boring. I mean, you can't help it, no matter how how bad you try. I mean, this is testified by our radio show, you know. I mean, how hard we labor to be entertaining. But then I said, I kind of feel bad for them. I want to send them the manipulation kit so they can make sure they have all these things. I mean, if this guy, if this guy would have talked about the death of a loved one, you know? you know. I thought my life was boring, but I realized how I live right on the edge of death. Let me tell you a story about, about being in the face of death. And, and you too, uh, We're all, we're, all one heart, we're all one breath away. From from leaving our loved ones and leaving this life and everything that's comfortable and being and, and closing our eyes and opening up to the angel of heaven. I mean, that would have been really. Wait commercial.
3: a minute.
2: That was the that was the theme of the third sermon I listened to. Uh, how he was in uh, somewhere in South America and was close to death.
0: Uh-huh. Well, see, look. I mean, this guy, I mean, these guys, got to get together. See, they, they do. <laughs> got to get the, They got to get their uh, checklists together. So I, I'm. Not, I mean, I'm not sure if this guy's. Um, if God making us part of his story is a ladder or not, um, if it would be a ladder, it would be this kind of, like you said, this postmodern mystical sort of thing. Uh, that, uh, well, let's be charitable and it's say
2: it's not then. How's that yeah. sound? Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. Well, I have another one. Uh, here's, oh, okay. Here's another. cut two.
5: He does it in John chapter nine through a dirty healing. And again, it was dirty. Nasty would actually probably be a better word for it. But he does it through his word and through water. That's all spit is. (laughs) Wait a minute. His word. You want to
2: pause and talk about this? By the way, if you're a Lutheran, uh, any reference to water anywhere in the Bible is probably talking about baptism, and anything (laughs) red is probably talking about wine. Or the uh, hymnal. Uh, hey. <laughs> so th- this is uh, as a Lutheran, you don't have to that way you don't have to bother with something boring like an exegesis. You can just say, "Ah, that's wet. That's like water. It's like baptism." There we go. Theology.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Back in the day when it, there was the uh, famine, it didn't rain for three and a half years. You know, in the time of Elijah, that meant no baptisms for
3: three and a half years. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Uh, So you have the water and the word. You can't say. I mean, there is. Now, if you want to make a connection between Jesus spitting on the mud and healing the blind guy and and baptism, you can make the connection, but you ought to be careful about it. And it's something like this, is that Jesus always, uh, well, not always, but Jesus is often pleased to bind his word of promise to a physical element. So, for example, in the Old Testament, he bound the healing of the people that are being devoured by snakes to this bronze serpent hanging on a stick. Now, he didn't have to do that, but he did. He bound the crossing of the Red Sea, for example, to the rod of Aaron and the rod of Moses. So, which one and then the other? He that he binds these his miracles to physical objects, and it teaches us that the Lord works through external things. His word is external to us, and water in baptism is external. Uh, the body and blood of Jesus uh, in the bread and the wine of the Lord's Supper is external to us. So, this is, j- uh, God is, follows a, a constant pattern in that sort of thing. It's an anti mystical pattern of using things that are outside of us to give us uh, spiritual benefit.
2: Aha, so uh, there it is with the externals, externos. Okay, well, here uh, is the, the rest of the clip
5: Jesus reveals himself. Today, Jesus reveals himself through His Word, and through the waters of baptism. And what you're going to experience tonight, check this out.
0: Experience, buzzword. In our worship together.
5: Down. It's going to be another look. Because tonight, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper together, with 25,000 of your closest friends, you will once again <laughs> taste I've and only got see 20, that the Lord friends. is good. You will eat and drink the body and blood of Christ, you will see Jesus through that incredible gift of the Lord's Supper. I mean, you have the opportunity to interact and to see Jesus through His Word and through baptism and through the Lord's Supper. I mean, when people comment about the gathering and what they oftentimes take home is the incredible experience of surrounding themselves with 25,000 plus other people and tonight that will go to a whole new level as you worship together with 25,000 other people as you celebrate God's incredible gift of himself with 25,000 other people and we don't just do it because it's symbolic because it's not we do it because it's true because it really is Christ's body and blood And when we do it, we receive the promises that Jesus really is among us and that he really has forgiven our sins and that he really has given us the promise of eternal life with him. He reveals himself to us through the promises of his word, that word that you are holding right now.
2: All right, what do you think about that, Pastor Wolf-Miller?
0: Well, this is a it, this is very interesting. We, well, I I actually want to tread lightly here. Uh, and I'll tell you why is because this uh you can hear in this guy um an attempt uh to to emphasize the Lord's gifts. He's trying to get there, but it's he s- seems to be stumbling on I mean the thing that he repeats over and over and over again is 25,000 people. Well, look you can go to the you can go to the Lord's Supper with 25,000 people uh you get the same thing as when you go with two people <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean jesus says where two or three are gathered in my name there i'm in the midst of them so uh so that w- and what when we com- and we that- can
2: com- when we receive the lord's gifts with two people receiving it with all the saints I mean the whole church is right there in that place
0: yeah that's right and so there I mean he's trying to fight through this temptation of being overwhelmed by the massive amount of people that are there and you could and so maybe I mean I, you I would r- prefer him to say something like isn't it simply marvelous that when we're here with 25,000 or when we're at home with 25, the same Jesus is there, the same Jesus who died on the cross for us, who shed his blood for us, puts his very body and blood and the salvation of the world into our mouths and into our ears, the promise of forgiveness. We have it tonight, we have it next Sunday, we have it our whole lives, no matter where we are, and no matter what's going on, the same marvelous, wonderful, fantastic gift, etc., etc., uh so you so but so you would you know kind of like him to get over the fact that it's a this smart this, this huge experience and and to get to the real f- fruit of it which he mentions he says we have the promise of the presence of jesus which is really not that big of a deal because jesus is everywhere but he goes on and he says and the promise of his forgiveness that he really does forgive our sins it, now, it's a big deal the, that
2: he's present sacramentally but uh by that very by a sacramental presence we mean for the forgiveness of sins
0: Right, that's right, that's right, and he and he mentions that he uh, he 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 says that and he sa- and he and is, and there's a clear confession that this is not a symbol, but the body and blood of Christ is there, so that's also good too. So, I mean, this is kind of like a mixed, it's kind of like the hymn, you know, the the the, the praise song that we just crunched. It's like, man, it really has some potential for being. For, there's some good stuff in there, but it just I mean, maybe this is the problem with these huge gatherings: is it is that it, everything gets lost because of the massive, kind of overwhelming size of what's happening, uh, and that it, it's you just can't uh, you can't get around the fact that you got twenty-five thousand young people in the same room. You just have to constantly mention and point out how cool it is, uh, even though it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I I mean, I would much rather. And so would any Christian. I mean, so would any of these 25,000 youth. I would much rather be by myself in a room with Jesus forgiving me than in a room with 25,000 people and some sort of mystical God who's a power outlet, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Well, uh, let's. I have one more clip, and it's about three minutes long. So Okay. here it is.
5: You see, when we see Jesus, we see an incredible story here of a man born blind that had one response after seeing what God had done for him. He worshipped. See, that's our life. It's not just the thing you do for an hour on Sunday. It's not just the thing you do if you're in a Christian school and you have a religion class. It's not just the thing you do when you're singing songs. It's not just the thing you do when you're reading your Bibles. It's your life. Because that's worship. Worship's your life. You see the movement here. Look at verse 9. You got your Bible still open? Okay. Look at how the man changes. How Jesus moves this man from darkness into light. Look at verse 9. He says, this man. Right? Verse 9 says, man. Look at verse 17. This guy's a prophet. Okay, so he's not not just a man. He's a prophet. Okay, there's a movement going on here. Now look at verse 38. From man to prophet to... I believe. I believe. And now this man is willing to share his story. To reveal Jesus... In moments of everyday life. Now some of you are sitting here today, okay, final Bible study that we have together, and you're thinking, okay, like I get that, but I don't know how. I don't know how to start the conversation. I don't know how to get to that point. I don't I mean, like, I get what Jesus did for me, and I understand it, and I receive that, and I get it for myself, but, but I don't even know how to make an inroad into a conversation. I don't understand how this is actually going to play out tomorrow afternoon, Thursday, Friday, next week, this school year, into the future. Because I don't know a lot about the Bible, and I don't really know how to share this with someone else. Let me tell you something. And it's a phrase that I want you to remember, okay? Your attitude and your approach matter more than your expertise. Your attitude and your approach matter more than your expertise. You see, we could get all caught up in trying to know all the facts and figures and characters of the Bible. Or, we could actually obey what the Bible says because your attitude and your approach to people your heart for people actually matters more than your knowledge it matters more than your expertise
0: all right that's it this is so interesting because you know the mystic is always making fun of the rationalist <laughs> you, you know you got to mm. fe- it's not about knowing it's about feeling now but here you see the him setting the moral Moral will against the mind and uh, rationalism, which is also very interesting. So, this is kind of the Pietist deal. It's not about knowing all the doctrine. It's just about being obedient. You know, it's not what you know. Uh, you gotta. How does this go? You gotta. Um. You they gotta know that you care before they care that you know. <laughs> <laughs> You should, be, exactly. you
2: should be a youth speaker, man. <laughs> uh,
0: that well, that's no that that, I, that is from the old youth ministry days. That this is one of the things. This is when you go to these conferences. They then this is I remember this. That you, the, uh, they have to know that you care before they care what you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Beautiful. not about knowledge; it's about a. Pro- now there there is some sort of element of truth in there. That's why we play these games. You know, which ladder and praise song cruncher and. Uh, and and youth speaker manipulation checklist is because if we were just to come out and listen to this stuff and then start slamming on it, then people would just say, oh, a bunch of jerks. But now when we play games, people say, ah, there's a bunch of jerks, but at least they're silly. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't understand the importance of an approach here, but this is, I mean... Uh, this is really sort of interesting. I mean, setting these two ladders against each other. So you go back now. You you you're on the mountaintop. Now you're going back into the valley, a bunch with all your pagan unbeliever friends. And now you got to be a witness for Christ. And how are you gonna do it? You don't have to know everything. You just gotta care about people. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I already kind of cared about them before because they're my friends, et cetera. Right. Is that so then,
2: so then you then you make them feel guilty for
0: for not caring more than they already are. Yeah. Yeah, that's right so this is i mean this is the moral i mean uh and, and this is really sort of funny but but all of this raw raw get out there and evangelize talk is the moral ladder <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, it's a new legalism it's, it's just, i mean it's it's kind of it's it's like uh it's like pietism with special he, heathen radar or something i mean it's a mess
2: <laughs> all right well i think that concludes our analysis of the national youth gathering uh for this year so youth. wait
0: till next year or is it every three years every right?
2: three years so we have to wait three years and then we'll, then we'll be there with our little booth handing out these these forms
0: yeah that's right and maybe <laughs> and and see look and i i'm just waiting for one of these youth things to invite me to be a speaker because i've got the checklist <laughs> i think that I, how gonna, would this be are you gonna stop <laughs> in the middle and go check <laughs> Wouldn't that be classic? I, I think to go into a, one of these youth things and to give us a, to give a presentation. I mean, this would be the, to do four presentations: one on how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated, and hand it out, and then two law gospel, praise song, cruncher, and then uh, and then which ladder, and to do four presentations on each one of the youth gathering.
3: Oh, man. That would be a riot.
2: It's amazing you got elected on whatever board hey, did you did.
0: You, I, did you, uh, <laughs> did, you, did you, you have this audio from when I was up in, uh, I was emotionally manipulating people up in
2: Wyoming? <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Uh, yeah. That's right. You were doing this uh, Tell the Good News About Jesus uh, conference, and uh, you had this picture of uh, Finney. Well, I was surfing around the internet and I was looking at someone's blog, and there's this just ugly picture
0: up there. I'm like, who is that? And I read a little bit, and it's Charles Finney. <laughs> I know. it. I know. If you would read our fa- our our, our uh, Facebook fan page, you would see that picture and a big discussion. There's a picture of Melanchthon, Walther, and <laughs> Finney and a long discussion about who was the... uh as long See, as- Finney is just really creepy looking. As you long know? as
2: I'm not on that, on that vote. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, you're not. Doing, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, wasn't I wasn't good you to, looking either.
0: No, no, well, not, uh, I mean, none of those guys are really, uh, you know, what you would call handsome or attractive. <laughs> I think, I think that's the thing. It's either, uh, well, Finney wasn't really
2: a, a good theologian, but it's, it's good theology or good looks, and I, I think we got the <laughs> theology. Uh, when you say "we," are you
0: talking about the two of us? Yeah. Now, this is what I want you to do: is listen to the uh, uh, this Wyoming conference, and you can do my checklist to see how emotionally manipulating I am. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do it too. That'll be a good table scraps. <laughs> uh,
3: check, check.
0: Here you'll notice Pastor Wolfmuller is basically going down his own checklist. <laughs> These poor people aren't going to know what hit them. I mean, looking for tissues. No wonder they keep asking you back. <laughs> I don't remember what he talked about, but I felt so moved.
2: <laughs> yeah, the only difference is usually these these youth speakers use uh, some sort of a, a sappy, like uh, a s- touching story, like you know my my you know gran- the day my grandpa died and all this kind of stuff. Well, you just use humor. It's the same thing. It's just a different <laughs> mode.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, using uh, jokes and things like this, you'll notice aren't on my checklist, because <laughs> <'Cause you laughs> I want to keep that one in my own back pocket, you see. <laughs> all right, oh, and that's the,
2: the the mode of this show. So, All right, good. Uh, thank you for, for sticking in with us for the extra innings of Table Talk Radio. Uh, see you again next week on Table
0: Talk Radio. Yeah, 1,000 points to everyone who stayed to the end. <laughs> Don't spend them all in one spot.